One more show on ESPN Central Texas. And Purdy throws, left, slant, caught, touchdown, Charlie Kohler. Boy, did he get open in that seam. Yeah. And Purdy hit him in stride, and Charlie just raced into the end zone for his first touchdown of the year, the 18th of his career. Now back to today's JMO Radio Show from the Allen Samuel Studios. Here's the voice of the Bears, John Morris. I like cut courtesy of the Cyclone Sports Network from Learfield. John Walters with the call, part of the uh, dominating 48-3 win by Iowa State over UNLV this past Saturday in Las Vegas. Welcome back. Glad you're with us. John Morris, Aaron Sexton in studio, joined by the aforementioned John Walters, play-by-play man, all-around good guy, author, all of those things. And John joins us now. I'm I'm staying from Ames, uh, but are are you out of Vegas, or did you stay a little longer in Vegas, or are you back home? No, I'm thankfully I'm back home, John. I, <laughs> I'm not much of a Vegas guy. Uh, I mean, it's fun. It it was nice and everything, but I think I think the movie was called Leaving Las Vegas for a reason. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. How many? Uh, we heard stories last week of how many Cyclones fans were going to make that trek to Las Vegas. Do you have any idea of the number? It had to be right around twenty thousand. Oh, I would wow. think uh, <laughs> the the announced attendance was thirty five, and uh, I, I got to believe at least twenty thousand of those were Iowa State fans. I know a lot of Iowa State fans who bought season tickets for UNLV football just to make sure that they had a spot in the stadium because for a while there the Raiders weren't going to allow the upper deck to be open, mm-hmm. and then they finally did open it up. But uh, a lot of people had already purchased UNLV season tickets and they're giving those tickets back to give to kids in the community or whatever. But it's just, uh, yeah, the passion of Iowa State fans was certainly on display uh, on Saturday in Vegas. There's no doubt about that. That's pretty cool. How's that stadium? Oh, it's amazing. Yeah, It's amazing. You know, I, our guys have been really blessed. They, they've played their last three games away from Jack Trice Stadium in NFL stadiums because the big 12 championship game at Jerry yeah. world and then the Fiesta bowl down in Glendale yeah. and then to experience this stadium. So that's really been a great thing for the guys to have three straight experiences like that. And, um, this one was uh, top, top notch. All of them are, yeah. but this one, it's just amazing how nice they make those stadiums now. And, you know, they put 1.9 billion into it. So yeah. it should be nice. <laughs> and, and it is. Well, and now you get to come to McLean Stadium, so I'm saying that'll fit right in with those other stadiums you've well, been to is. lately. It's a beautiful stadium. It's a beautiful <laughs> stadium. One of the best in the Big 12 for sure. Yeah. Glad you guys are coming down this week. Looking forward to it. This is a big game. You know, the way it shapes up, you guys are 2-1, and one, ranked number 14. Baylor's 3-0, and oh, and people are saying, yeah, but who have you played? I mean, this, this really shapes up as a big early season matchup. It does, you know, and uh, a tough conference opener, I think, that will tell us a lot about each of these teams. You know, I, I think when I, when I sat down, the first thing I did when I got back from Las Vegas on Sunday night was to watch uh, your game with Kansas and just super impressed uh, with the offensive line and obviously uh, a huge impact uh, that's been made in the program with Jeff Grimes. I think you know, that scheme is really, really good, and they're setting up Bohannon to have some great success. And Those two running backs are really good, and 
uh, I just have been really impressed. I, I, I thought your defense would be great. I didn't have any doubt about that, just with all the talented guys coming back on that side of the ball. But I think this offense has far exceeded my expectations. And so it's going to be a heck of a game. I, I, I think Baylor, and I heard Ryan Leaf say in the broadcast, they belong in the top 25, and I don't disagree with them based on what I saw. So, um, you know, I, I think this is going to be one of those games that if Iowa State can win it, uh, it'll be a really good win. And, you know, uh, if Baylor wins it, obviously it'll be, it'll be a good win for them too. So um, it, it's a, it's, I think the Big 12 as a whole is just a lot better than people probably have been giving it credit for, um, especially with all the headlines going right into the season. People think, well, there's not much left. Well, have you watched these teams play? Hmm. Because, you know, I watched Kansas State, Nevada, and Kansas State's pretty good. And, uh, you know, I've been keeping an eye on Oklahoma State and everybody else. And there's some really good teams in this league. West Virginia had a great win. And so I think the league top to bottom is, is a lot better uh, than maybe it got credit for. And I think this is, uh, you know, it's going to be a real race to the finish with all these teams. And uh, so Iowa State and Baylor meeting in week one will – will go a long way toward helping one of those teams try to get into that Big 12 title game. Yeah, I agree with you completely. And uh, for you guys picked uh, very near the top, uh, second in the Big 12 in the preseason, it, do you feel like uh, Iowa State's played up to you, up to that level? Do you feel like Iowa State's playing the best they can right now? I think they played really well on Saturday. Now, UNLV didn't have its starting quarterback. They started a freshman who had never taken a snap. So, you know, you got to take some of those things into account for sure. But if you kind of measure yourself against the golf course and instead of your opponent, right. I just felt like Iowa State played um, played its best uh, on Saturday, really put its best foot forward. And they really hadn't done that in the first two games. They were good in places and, and moments, but unable to sustain it over 60 minutes. And I really felt like they did that on Saturday. Does that mean they have their mojo completely back? I, I don't know. Um, I, I, this will be a big test on Saturday to see just how far they've come. But I thought they took a huge step in the right direction last Saturday, and they were really playing with a lot of energy and enthusiasm, which they always do. But you could just see the joy. you know. And obviously some of that comes with winning and having a margin of victory. But, um, but you know, the defense has been good all year, and I think the offense finally found a rhythm last week against UNLV. And, it's an offense that should be able to find a rhythm. You've got so many guys back at uh, veteran guys that um, it, it, it just always seems to take a little bit longer, I think, on that side of the ball to hit your stride. And, and that's what's happened for Iowa State because they, they've played some pretty good people. And so um, now hopefully they've found that and uh, can carry it over to Saturday. How about the matchup uh, in uh, Baylor's rush offense, leading the Big 12, number five in the nation in rushing offense, uh, Iowa State uh, leading the nation in total defense, and f I think fourth in the nation in rush defense. That's a pretty good matchup right there. I uh, agree totally. That's the first thing that jumped off uh, the page at me looking at the game notes and thinking about what's going to be fun to watch in this game. Um, absolutely, I agree with you, John. That's um, strength versus strength. Um, that The wide zone game of Baylor, creating those big gaps and, and those two really good running backs, finding a way to you know, turn, turn shorter runs into longer runs with their ability. Um, and Iowa State's been really good against the run. Um, you know, they, they have, they've been dominant against the run, and I think a big part of that is any Wazirike inside. They've kind of moved him in there 
as you know, he's a defensive end primarily in the past, although he had played some inside. Now they're basically going with a three-man front with Will McDonald, and he was Rike and Zach Peterson. And all three of those guys are pretty good against the run, and they can all get pressure too. So um, that's that's helped. They've got some very good linebackers, and you know Ryan Vance has been hurt. Whether or not he plays this weekend remains to be seen. But Gary Vaughn has stepped in and done a very nice job in his place the last couple of weeks. And so, um, you know, and, and Iowa State's defense is designed to push everything outside. And, right. you know, and, and they do a good job of that. But that's where Baylor can really hurt you, too. So that, you know, the game within the game is going to be really fun to watch this week because I think both teams are going to be trying really hard to establish the run. Uh, and that's no different than pretty much any conference game. But if a team can you know, run the football effectively and stop the run, they're going to have a great, great chance to win the football game. And I think both teams are going to be pretty stubborn about trying to do that on Saturday. And whichever one can do it better, uh, will probably win the football game. Yeah, it's got a chance to be a, a kind of a throwback, kind of a knockdown drag out, kind of a throwback type game. John yeah, Walters. No, I, I agree. I agree. And I think that Baylor, Iowa State games have kind of been that way, John. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? They've been hard hitting, uh, really physical football games these last three or four years. It's, uh, it, it, you know, and some close finishes, some great games, and I expect another one of those this Saturday. Now, it's only going to be, uh, I think, 88 is a projected high, so no need for tents <laughs> or covering or anything. I mean, it's it's going to be a balmy 88 on Saturday. I think our guys ought to be used to the heat by now because <laughs> uh, they had a really hot training camp, and then uh, when, when we hosted Iowa, uh, it was about 97 degrees, oh, gosh. humid. And then you went to Vegas, where it was 100 degrees every day. Now, they did play that game indoors. But by, by now, these guys ought to be pretty used to the heat. <laughs> um, but, yeah, that turf got pretty hot there a couple of years ago. And I, I imagine that they'll have uh, some accommodations in place to try to keep themselves cooled off. But that's a, you know, that's a big part of this game, uh, especially when you play in Texas in, in September. Uh, you're going to deal with that. And so Iowa State has one of the deeper teams, probably the deepest team they've had under Matt Campbell. Mm. Uh, he likes to play a lot of guys to begin with, but I think that's going to be especially important in this game. John Walters, our guest, a longtime play-by-play voice for Iowa State in his 19th year doing play-by-play for the Cyclones. Does a uh, an outstanding job, and one of uh, I'm I'm being honest, one of my really good friends in this business, and we appreciate your time today, John. Um, how about Brock Purdy? What what kind of grade would you give Brock Purdy through the first three games? I think it's gone from a maybe a, a, a C plus to a, a B plus over the the last couple of, uh, especially last week. He really hit his stride against UNLV. He struggled against Iowa, but some of it, Matt Campbell pointed out, really wasn't his fault. A deflected ball that turns into an interception, um, a, a pass that went through a receiver's hands that turned into an interception. And I think Matt doesn't like to compartmentalize it and just say, hey, there was, a, there was an interception, so it's the quarterback's fault. You know, it's a team game. There's 11 guys out there trying to do their job. And if, if somebody doesn't do his job, then uh, it affects the quarterback, and he's the one that typically takes a lot of the blame. Um, but Brock's been through all that before. Uh, you saw it in the game against uh, Baylor a year ago. He had three interceptions in the first half and then had the ability to put it behind him and come back and play a nearly flawless second half and lead Iowa State to the victory. And um, that's what Brock's all about. He's He's got a lot of faith in, in God. He's got a lot of faith in himself. And he he never doubts himself, you know. And, he, and even though he's going to make some mistakes and he's going to, 
um, maybe maybe make you scratch your head at times. He's always going to bounce back from that with confidence. And so it was great to see him go out and play the way he did against UNLV. I think Tom Manning, the offensive coordinator, called a, a, a great game for him where guys were open quickly and he was able to get rid of the ball quickly and decisively. And uh, he played very, very well. So, I mean, Brock was the first-team All-Big 12 quarterback a year ago. We know he's talented. We know what he can do. He's been doing it for four years. He's got 27 school records. And so um, you have a lot of confidence uh, with that guy as your quarterback. And I think by the end of the season, that grade I'll be giving him is probably going to be an A, just like it was a year ago. He started out slowly last year, and he really hit his stride in the second half of the season. Yeah, no question. Hey, final thought, uh, congratulations on the book, Size Perfect Day, the Iowa State way. Uh, you can't buy it right now. It's out of stock. I'm going to say the <laughs> hottest-selling uh, children's book out there right now. I'm just trying to get on the Ames Tribune bestsellers list. Uh, <laughs> I'm not, not going to worry about New York Times. But, no, it's, uh, it's been a fun project, and uh, our friend Toby Rowland uh, recommended me to do it. And I would never have given a thought to uh, – to write in a children's book, but um, it's been fun. And I, I, I thought I wanted, when I started thinking of what I wanted to do, I thought, well, I want to pay tribute to the Iowa State fans for their incredible loyalty and how they keep coming back no matter what. And um, So I did it did it that way, but I did it through the eyes of Cy the mascot to make it more kid-friendly. And uh, so that's kind of the theme of it. It's, it's, uh, it's not war and peace. It's not going to take mm-hmm. you several hours to read. Uh, but but I think I hope you enjoy it, and I hope that uh, a lot of Iowa State fans do as well. Man, that's great. Well, I look forward to seeing it. Uh, you know, you know, I have three grandkids, uh, grandsons, awesome. and I want yeah. to share this with them. And uh, uh, I, I'm I'm kind of falling behind. Uh, first Tony, <laughs> and then Toby, and Brian, and now you. Uh, I'm falling behind in the kids' book category. Well, I, your day's coming. I, I know it, <laughs> and uh, I can't wait because I'll be the first one in line to buy it. And uh, no, you know it's been fun, John. And I decided when when I did it, I, I said I I want to have the blessing of the uh, athletic department. And so they, I, I wanted to make sure they were okay with it first, and then um, I'm going to have my wife give. Uh, we're going to pick a different children's charity each time I get my little chunk of change from mm-hmm. it, and we're going to give 60% of it to children's charities in Iowa so we'll try to do some good with it too and uh, I'm excited about it very great congratulations on that appreciate it all right man we'll see you Saturday y'all travel safe Uh, thanks for the visit today and uh, look forward to seeing you on Saturday absolutely John it was fun to see you and I appreciate any time getting a chance to visit with you all right man wear gold on Saturday and we'll see you then (laughs) all right all right all right thanks that is uh, John Walters the great play-by-play voice of the Iowa State Cyclones Uh, does